When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for a holiday completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday, Tuesday, December 29th, 2015, the last one of the year, alongside Ian Ferguson. Hello. I'm Pat Contry. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff this time out. You know, we're going to try. I mean, there's not a huge amount of stuff going on. I was going to say up front. Let's be honest. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, a man sues Bethesda for Fallout, Fallout 4 addiction. Talk about a new all-in-one retro game console on Indiegogo. A scumbag seller of the week that returns. Steam account issues around Christmas time. A fake Pokemon Heart Gold uh, DS game from GameStop. Movie stuff. We're going to talk about The Force Awakens. Yeah, it came out a week and a half ago. We're still going to talk about it and review it. George Lucas reveals why he wanted Greedo to shoot first. The Deadpool trailer came out. Your Q&A and a lot of stuff that you guys gave us we're going to unwrap. And I got Ian a present as well. Uh, but first, we have a sponsor. And now a message from our sponsor, Embraceware. Hey guys, Jerry here from Embraceware. We're inviting anyone interested in providing us with feedback on upcoming games to email us at insiders at embraceware.com. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at slash embraceware on each. So for example, facebook.com slash embraceware. We'd also like to wish you and your listeners a happy new year. Thanks, Jerry. We look forward to sponsoring the show throughout 2016. So check them out at Embraceware.com. All right. So, uh, Ian, how was your how was your Christmas? You celebrate, right? I, I did. Um, at, this, at this point, Christmas is sort of non-religious, anyway. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's an excuse to get around to get together and sit around with friends. Uh, normally, we don't. My friends and I don't do a whole lot of gift exchanging, but this year we kind of did. Um, it went fast though, just because I've, I mean, I've been working basically all month, um, with very few breaks. So working overtime, uh, fighting crime, fighting crime. So, uh, it went by quick, but it was, it was good. And, um, uh, there was a lot of tamales involved and, uh, my work, huh? With work or the holiday, the holiday, the holiday, (laughs) uh, we, we bought three dozen tamales. Wow. Yeah. And then um, my brother and my sister-in-law sent me my favorite pizza from Buffalo. Uh, it's Bocce's Pizza. Good? Yeah, it's very good. And, um, you know, so we had that for breakfast on Christmas morning. Nice. Um, so, no, it was, it, was, it was good. It was just, like I said, it was kind of over in the blink of an eye and then back to work. I'm looking forward to the, the New Year's days off. You're going to get a couple of days off? I'm going to actually, it's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I get New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off. Then I have to work Saturday, and then I get Sunday, Monday off. So this will be my first time in a month to really, like, catch up on all the stuff I need to do. That'd be cool to have a few days off. That'd be awesome. Um, Christmas is always the uh, feast of the seven fish. You know, Italian Christmas Eve dinner, you have to have at least seven fish, or else, I don't know, you're thrown out of the ethnic group. Different uh, fish? or Different. Not, yeah, not just having seven pieces of, of cod. Yeah, uh, okay. So, you know, you got your bacala salad, you got... Um, we had a, a swarway of uh, linguine with, like, lobster in there and uh, shrimp and huge-ass scallops. And we covered our fish bases. 
Oh, we did. Uh, even though a lot of those are mollusks. I was going to say those are crustaceans and mollusks. Okay, Italians aren't, aren't the best on the zoology. <laughs> you know, it's like a technical. But it's great, except that you eat so much food that you gain like 14 pounds. So, and then we're not talking about the antipasta, which is a meal unto itself. Yeah. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, even though I shouldn't since I ate so much of it. You know, all your fresh mozzarella, uh, your provolone, all your, your prosciutto, uh, you know, capicola, stuff like that, salami, pepperoni. Uh, you have your a mushroom salad. Marion mushroom salad. My oh, grandma used to make salad. We bought it from uh, one place uh, in Little Italy, but my grandma used to make it. The uh, the eggplant, uh, what was it called? Uh, Gabadil. Um, the eggplant marinated. Like I don't know how they prepare it, but put little bits of carrots in it. It's freaking ridiculously good. I love eggplant. So that could be a meal in and of itself, but that's just round one until you get to, again, salivating. Linguini and all the other fish, and then the salad, and you have this great. Uh, Frank buys the, the bread loaves only half baked, so you get it. You put them in the oven, sort of like fresh, and it's fantastic. The pizza is sent to me half baked too. Oh, it was same okay. way. So like, yeah, yeah so when you like when fresh. you when you finish it's it, like it, it honestly tastes. It's 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 close. It's goddamn close enough to out of the oven. And, yes, in your, yeah, it, you know, it has that taste of freshly baked that you can't easily replicate yep and then the italian pastries are absolutely off the charts uh, you know sure italian desserts are very underrated and then having I don't know, cookies a, a good and, cannoli is one of my 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 favorite things don't, we don't focus on that we focus I'm on sure. other stuff uh, rum bobbies for example is, is absolutely insane um Shriadel, which is funny because you can't spell it how it's how it's it's like s-o-f-g something but it's called it's a Shriadel. it's like a crusty little guy and it's great and then you have um uh, the Taronis, which is the nugget things that the Italian little nugget. Oh yeah, yeah. There's different like there's okay. vanilla and there's you can buy Taroni anytime. Just like you can buy, go out in Little Italy and buy a block of it of the nugget, but they're individually little boxes. You have lemon, orange, and vanilla. Nice. So so by, besides and besides all the chocolate you get in candy, you want to explode. So I've been forced myself to lug my ass to the gym to try to stave off the extra five pounds. I, I'm not I, sure it's worked or not, but I, I'm trying. With being sick in my schedule, I have not been able to go to the gym much in the past two weeks. However, I only gained two pounds over the holidays. That's ab- that's actually really good if you only gain two pounds. I, I really then again, did, they're not over yet until another few no, days. No, <laughs> but I, I really did like I really did that's try to watch what it, because I was sick and I couldn't go to the gym. I was like extra cautious over what I was eating, so... Even though I ate a lot of fatty stuff, I, I tried not to, like, overdo it. Sure. Um, the Kickstarter for the book ended on the 22nd. Thank you for your support. I'm going to try to get the pre-orders going again somehow, since people are asking about it. So stay tuned for that. New NES Punk video. By the time you heard this, it's out. It's the Path the NES Punk Star Wars Holiday Special. Cliché, I don't care. <laughs> Because Star Wars just came out, I couldn't think of any other idea of something to, to review since they're all taken, all the holiday games. And I reviewed the Star Wars game. It's not a spoiler, or maybe it is, but it's out by the time you hear this stuff. Yeah, you know, the Star Wars is a fun time. The Star Wars is a fun time. So, I mean, just, you know. You want to jump into the topic? Do the Star Wars. Why don't we just start with Star Wars? Why don't, you want to I mean, start? You want to go off the charts? Just, I mean, fuck it. We'll start with Star Wars. All right, so we saw The Force Awakens. Obviously, it came out the 18th. That's like a week and a half, almost 11 days since recording, since it came out. So. We both saw the movie. I saw it two days in on that Saturday. I saw it Christmas, Saturday morning. Christmas Day. You saw it Christmas Day. So what did you think of the movie, Ian? Are we doing spoilers or no spoilers here? We're doing spoilers. We're spoilers. Doing spoilers. <laughs> All right. So I went into... I, initially, I, I... So some fucking dickwad fucking spoiled the uh, one of the key pivotal moments for me. And I got over it. Um, but I was going into it. I, I kept thinking about the, uh, the, the, the death of Han. Um, but it wasn't a foregone conclusion. It, yeah, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, it was 
to me, a lot of other people looked at me like I was crazy when I said I thought it was kind of just basically guaranteed to happen. I, but, but anyways, I would have liked to have just, you know, experienced that for myself. Yeah, I mean, th- there was a couple of hints at it. Uh, one of the biggest hints to me was probably, I hate to say it, Han, uh, Han Solo. Harrison Ford probably said, I ain't doing this unless you kill off Han Solo, because he wanted to be killed off in Return of the Jedi. No, he almost didn't do Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He wasn't really interested in that well, no, no, And that's all. the thing. I mean, he hasn't been really interested in that character. And the thing is, is I think he kind of was by the end of Force Awakens, because he... Oh, he, yeah. he acted his dick off in that movie. Yeah, Harrison Ford, that was the live... We're, we're skipping around, but that was the liveliest I've seen Harrison Ford in a movie in I don't know how long. For, I mean, so it's for, probably him doing the Clancy movies in the early 90s, yeah. you know? So for someone who doesn't, doesn't like the character, he certainly conveyed liking the oh, character. Well, he's my he, favorite character. He looked like he was having fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, going in, um, didn't know what to expect. Throughout the movie... I enjoyed it. I really, I thought Ray was fucking fantastic. I thought Finn was fantastic. Um, Poe Dameron, for the amount of time he was on screen, shows promise. Um, I did get a little tired of the constant uh, referencing. T- I mean, it wasn't really referencing. I mean, it was in in, in, in a lot of regards. Uh, it, it's not a remake or a reboot, but they, I mean, they just, they went back to the well many, so many times. On the structure or on the references? The little references. The references. And the, well, so, the references were fine. It was the structure. It, it, it was a combination of both. But here's what I'm saying. because I was going to say, okay, both, okay, bother you then. Okay. But the further I got away from seeing the movie, the less it bothered me. I liked the movie when did, I left. The, did the references take you out? Of the movie? Yes, eventually they took me so out like, of the movie. Something like the power droid on Jakku, no, but then maybe seeing the helmet in the Millennium Falcon along with the little the little force ball. And no, it was things tra- like another trench run. Oh, okay. And I'm like, that really kind of pulled me out of it. I'm like, really? But, you know, I, I, I came away from the movie still liking it. And then as time went on, I, even, like, even that night, I was like, you know what? I bet you if I went and saw this a second time, and I think I'm going to... Uh, on one of the cheapy nights. Um, I'm like, I bet you I'd like it a lot more because I wouldn't be constantly waiting for that next reference to drop. Now that I know everything that's going to come, I can just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Sure. So for me, it was great. And I think my one of my favorite parts of that movie, and this is kind of divisive, um, but I think you agree with me on this, is that I thought Kylo Ren was fucking fantastic. I thought he was a fantastic. You villain. said that's divisive. I don't think that's divisive. I think I most people agree that he was a, he was a really interesting villain. Well, I've talked to some friends who who did not like him, and it's in in it, we we had mentioned this you know briefly before the uh, the podcast, but people were complaining about how he kind of got his ass kicked at the end. Well, is that that to me is so different from from the conversation of is he an interesting villain? To me, they're two different conversations. Okay, sure, he's an interesting villain, but and I I I mean, like I said, I love him, but I had a lot of friends who were like, well. What are they going to do now that, you know, he's had his ass kicked by the main character? And I said, well, I looked at him. And I, I mean, these, I, I couldn't believe it when my buddy said that to me because I looked at him and I said, they're both young. They're both starting on divergent paths. Uh, you know, it wasn't a clean fight. It wasn't a clean in, in fight. In any sense of the word. Not in any direction. In terms of the circumstances. And, and I, I mean, it's, it's, it's the start. Plus, people forget that was... Not um, the end. Uh, I mean, they had a little back and forth, but... There, there's no real history between those two characters yet, between Ray and Kylo Ren. They have to build that up over the course of films. Otherwise, it's a shitty throwaway character like fucking Darth Maul. Right, and you that's know, like who gives a shit? He looks cool. Great. He's a he's a sucky ass henchman. Yeah, you know. So, 
Um, I, I that didn't bother me at all because you know you know they talk about his train. He, they're going to complete his training mm-hmm. at the end. Um, you know this is going to be a, a story where it's not a bunch of ragtag um, rebels trying to fight a perfect from the start villain in Vader. It's going to be you know the light and the dark. You know basically uh, you know training to their apex probably until the third movie and then having a great payoff. Yeah. And, and that I like, I'm excited by that idea. Uh, going back to Kylo Ren being the spoilers, being the son of Leia and Han, I like that that wasn't, I like that there wasn't a huge reveal to Echo Empire. And this movie did have elements of probably all three movies of the original trilogy. Oh, absolutely. You know? um, but I like the fact that they said they, they kind of hinted, but then it's like, yeah, he's, he's our kid in the middle of the movie. It's like, all right. They, they played it off like nothing, too. Like, but that, that's the way to do it, though. Yeah, exactly. Because if they, if they echoed on the bridge, you are my son. I would have then rolled my eyes and been totally, you know, that would be too even too much for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was good that even when you, when he took off his mask, which is a great mo- moment. Oh, I was so happy film, they did that early on because because then it's it's a he's a good looking, almost looks like an old like he looks like a princely character out of like a nineteen thirties like Errol Flynn movie. Plus, that's it what all, it looks like. It further establishes him as different from Darth yes. Vader, and he's evil immediately. He's humanized. He's humanized, and but he's ugly on the inside. You yep. know, versus just being scarred and a robot. I like that. I like that he is trying to replicate what Darth Vader was by having a mask that changed the voice, which kind of looks like... Well, it's a, well, they're both based on samurai masks. That's what Darth Vader's look is right. like, samurai. But having the mask, having the black, having the cloak and everything, but he's not... Ray says it. says, you're not Darth Vader. You're not going to be as powerful as Vader. Right. And that pisses him off. I like the fact that he wasn't perfect. He's not a Sith Lord. He's just a, quote-unquote, whatever, dark Jedi or Jedi... Or, or, or Jedi training using these powers for, for bad. And I, I love like that, that he wasn't. Lot. I love that he wasn't completely under control. I love that he threw fucking hissy fits. Yes, he and threw just it. fucking cut up an entire room with his saber. And the second time pissed. was hysterical. as yeah. a joke with the yeah. stormtroopers <laughs> like, oh, they turn <laughs> yeah. around. I let's, like talk, let's, let's, well. let's talk about the humor. This was the funniest Star Wars when we buy a country mile, and I felt like it was all genuine humor, and it was all based on the characters. It wasn't. It wasn't random CG animals farting. It wasn't Jar Jar doing a step and fetch it act and you cringing at it. It was character humor one of the funniest lines thank god you see han solo be a smuggler in this movie yes. you always alluded, you see him be a smuggler and it's one of the best scenes you can say what you want about the cg creature chasing him but the build up the two gangs both after han for screwing him over and him trying to talk his way out of it that's classic han solo that you have bits and pieces of in the, in the other movie especially the first one in empire in return of the jedi he's comatose because they didn't write they didn't decide not to write the character in return of the jedi um you have the two gangs on both sides, and the, one of the best lines is the. I want to say they're like almost like a. They they look and act like a Mongol gang. The second gang, the first yeah. one's like the, the the like Scottish gang or whatever, uh, and so they say, you know, Saul, this is a, you, this is a second time you've screwed us over, and then Saul almost not me the meet. Wait a minute, what was the second time? And it was just so funny, and that was such a Han Solo thing to say, and uh, like you said before, it was so great to see. Han Solo. It was really, really was a Han Solo, a Solo movie. movie. That's what I said. Which is I fantastic. Mean, yes, because he got, like I said, he got screwed out of Return of the Jedi. One of the reasons probably didn't want to be in the movie because he had absolutely zero character arc in Return of the Jedi. Hell, you can say that Leia didn't have a character arc in the third one, besides finding out she's a sister, which was bullshit. And then Luke's character arc was just, I got to turn my father and, and not be swayed by the dark side. So the character. Drama, I, love, I really like Jedi, but I mean, it's, it's a it's, fine it's, movie, it's a but it's movie. but. Yeah. There, there's no character development, really, especially for Solo and Leia. Well, that's when, going you, on. when you jam Empire with so much shit, I mean, 
you're like, well, we got to make three of them. <laughs> there, was, there was nowhere for, for, for Solo to go unless they had him maybe people not want to help out save you know save the rebellion kind of like in the first one and go through that again or, but they didn't do anything did we her. mention it yet because i mean that was another telltale giveaway is that i mean uh, uh, ford wanted solo to die in return of jedi in jedi yeah and i think i think in the i think at least i think i think in the, one of the earlier scripts at least the millennium falcons destroyed with lando on board but then they got rid of that because uh, hey why why have any anything bad happen in a you know you know in a, in a lucas film when after he takes back over the franchise basically return of the jedi yeah anyway um so i was i was very satisfied with the movie i was trying to tune the nostalgia down in terms of my being objective in terms of how i was looking at it if you can be objective about it i'd say it was a solid like eight out of ten you know like it was really entertaining um i got over the constant callbacks um what i thought was going to take me out of the movie but i thought was refreshing there was colloquialisms in the movie, in the dialogue, that you did not expect to see in a Star Wars movie. Stuff from uh, Finn screaming, Did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, yeah, 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 and I was yeah. like, well, that's kind of a modern sort of thing to say. You wouldn't expect it in a Star Wars movie. Or when Poe gets interrogated, one of my favorite parts of the movie goes, So, do you start or do I start? Smart yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that, not saying that couldn't be said in another Star Wars movie, but that sort of really overly sarcastic, almost self-awareness, it modernized it without having a rap dance number yes. and a record scratch back. Yeah, it, I was, mean. <laughs> it was on the edge. Right. Like, it wasn't Will Smith, that's what I call a close encounter. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 was, the, it was a little edgy. It was edgy for Star Wars, if you say it. It was not like they were cursing and dropping F-bars, but it was about as edgy you can get for a, for, for a Star Wars film I'm not in terms gonna, of that stuff. I'm never going to look back and find it cringe-inducing. Yeah, or, or, or when... Um, or, or when uh, uh, Thing goes to raise. Oh, you know, you, you got a boyfriend or whatever. It's like, it's it was it was actually it was funnier more than it was risk taking in terms of it being out of place. Well, and funny, else. but like I mean, to go back to it, I think it made the characters relatable, know, human, yes. relatable, believable. Because the, because one of the best parts of, of the original Star Wars is that they're yelling at each other. The deaths are like, "What are you doing? I tried it. It's magnetically sealed. Put that gun where you're killed." And just going at each other like real human beings. Mm. Because in the prequels, that doesn't happen at all. No, they're all just very just measured and holy like monks talking like this about oh the empire and uh, such a fucking we've, we've lost wooden a, movie. We've lost our Jedi serious. powers. Well, let's just decide what's happening with the war and no emotion at all. Chlorians. Hit chlorians. Yes. <laughs> By the way, there's zero mention of the prequels in these movies at all. Yeah. None. Nope. They mention clones once, but that's not even even a prequel thing since they mentioned the Clone Wars and, and then A New Hope. So I was very satisfied. I think uh, Poe, they're going to take more time to develop him. I was surprised he dropped off the middle of the film. I, I was not expecting that. But he started the film, which also surprised me that he was the guy starting They're going to use him as kind of the new Han. And I f since this was a Han movie, it only made sense to not have two of the sure. two similar characters in, in the middle of it. But it felt it felt like Star Wars. I know it's, it's a weird thing to say, but the intangible sort of feeling of Star Wars, this had it. The feeling of just the atmosphere, even the fact that it starts very darkly with seeing the stormtroopers uh, raise the town and kill everyone in cold blood. It felt like, wow, this feels like a Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. This feels like, wow, real sets. Uh, stormtroopers with flamethrowers, and, you know, you got Phasma there. The, the blood... 
uh, on the stormtrooper helmet, which you find out is uh, is Finn, and just and just even humanizing the stormtroopers, you start from their perspective, getting dropped in, right? And you have the one stormtrooper talk to the other one, like, "Hey, I'll help you out. Stay with me." Yeah. The Finn, like, "Well, that's interesting. They're actually showing a different angle because in the first movie, you don't even see any emotion really from the." Uh, no, they're just targets. They're just like, oh. That shoot really poorly. Yeah. Um, yeah, they shoot a little better in this one. Yeah. You know what one of my favorite things was about the movie, and this is such a small thing, um, but for whatever reason, I was obsessed with it as a kid. Uh, they show both targeting screens. They show the TIE targeting screen, and they show the uh, X-Wing. No, they show the... Um, they show the uh, Millennium Falcon targeting screen. And I don't know why. I always loved those as a kid because they looked so video gamey. And they did not change a single goddamn thing.